A Florida man has contracted a very rare and potentially deadly form of anthrax. Rare inhaled form of anthrax. Health and Human Services Secretary Tommy Thompson calls it an isolated case and says there is no threat of terrorism. In Boca Raton, Florida today, a memorial service for Bob Stevens. He is almost certainly the first American to be killed in a deliberate anthrax attack. Now to the home front and those concerns over anthrax in Florida. After one man died from the illness and his co-worker was contaminated, the FBI has taken over the investigation. America strikes back. Anthrax. Another infection. This time at NBC News and Rockefeller Plaza. Good evening. Tonight we find ourselves in the unusual and unhappy position of reporting on one of our beloved colleagues a member of my personal staff who has contracted a cutaneous anthrax infection. That's an infection of the skin that is responding favorably to treatment and her full recovery is expected. There were two letters that were suspicious that both arrived on the same day. One contained a white talcum powdery-like substance. The other contained a brownish, granular, almost sandy-like substance. In just a week's time, we have had four confirmed cases of anthrax, all with media connections and a number of anthrax scares as well. ABC News. In Nevada. The New Jersey tonight. The U.S. House of Representatives is closing offices today until Tuesday to allow a complete sweep for traces of anthrax. And 29 staffers for Senator Tom Daschle's office have tested positive for exposure to anthrax. The letters sent to NBC and the New York Post were the same. This is next. Take penicillin now. Death to America, death to Israel, Allah is great. The letter sent to Senator Tom Daschle had similar wording. You cannot stop us. We have this anthrax. You die now. Are you afraid? Death to America, death to Israel, Allah is great. All carried the date 9-11-01 at the top. All were sent from Trenton, New Jersey. I don't have anthrax. Good morning. President Bush tries reassuring the nation after anthrax is found at a facility that handles mail going to the White House. President Bush is calling those people who are mailing these anthrax letters evildoers, and he says any attempt to terrorize this nation is going to fail. Another day of germ warfare and still no sign. The worst case of bioterrorism in this country is close to being solved. Welcome to the Conspiracy Therapy Podcast with Ryan, Larry, Joshua, and the Illumamami herself, Miss April. And on today's episode, ladies and gentlemen, the 2001 Anthrax Conspiracy. some anthrax <laughs> all right i thought you were gonna put some semi-sonic on there no hey that's cool but larry once again when when you when you attempt to set the mood you might you might have missed the mark a bit because actually today we're not talking about the band we're talking about the oh the chemical weapon known as anthrax all right well oh. you guys have fun i got yeah. uh, an appointment uh, uh, Larry and I are just going to go to B-dubs. Yeah, we're going to watch some sports get ball. Oh, cool. You guys are so cool. I'm going to platinum and watching sports. I'm going to platinum and watching a guy put a ball on a thing. 
That could be. That's there's mul- there's yep. multiple meanings behind that, sir. <laughs> All right. So I think before we even get to a quick uh, scale, we have to kind of know what we're dealing with with anthrax. So I looked up and I found on Wikipedia. No, I'm sorry. Strike that. Reverse it. Mayoclinic.org. Oh, a full breakdown. Better than of, WebMD. Yeah. <laughs> We've <laughs> you're going to die. You're, gonna, you're pregnant. You have AIDS. You're dead. You're pregnant with cancer. So there are four common routes of anthrax infection, each with different signs and symptoms. In most cases, symptoms develop within seven days of exposure to the bacteria. The one exception is inhalation anthrax. After exposure to inhalation anthrax, it may take weeks before symptoms appear. A um, <clears throat> a cutaneous anthrax infection enters your body through a cut or other sore of your skin. It's by far the most common route the disease takes. It's also the mildest. With appropriate... Tr- Infect me. Josh. <laughs> Sound like Marilyn Manson with that voice. With appropriate treatment, cutaneous anthrax is seldom fatal. Signs and symptoms of cutaneous anthrax include a raised itchy bump resembling an insect bite that quickly develops into a painless sore with black center and swelling in the sore and nearby lymph glands. My glands swollen right now. That's because your wife's sitting next to you. Hi, Erin. She's checking. <laughs> that was totally the the what with the the you know W A T with like the lady. <laughs> what? what what? Gastrointestinal poopy. Ooh, more a- poop. Poopy anthrax. This form of anthrax infection begins by eating undercooked meat. <laughs> that was tasty. <laughs> um, from an infected animal. Signs and symptoms include nausea, va- nausea. Vomiting, abdominal pain, headache, loss of appetite, fever, severe bloody diarrhea in the sh- later stages. Oh, God. <laughs> Sore throat and difficulty swall- swallowing and swollen neck. Now, there's oh, also... no. So then you spit? Maybe. If, if, if you're that type of girl, it's okay, to, it's okay to spit. <laughs> We're saying here, Beer City Media takes the spit. The stance that it's okay to spit. Huh. So, the more you know. Inhalation anthrax. Now, in- inhalation anthrax develops when you breathe in anthrax spores. It's the most deadly way to contract the disease. Mm. And even with treatment, is often fatal. Initial signs and symptoms of inhalation anthrax include flu-like symptoms, <laughs> sore throat, mild fever, fatigue, muscle aches, mild chest discomfort, shortness of breath, nausea, coughing up blood, painful swallowing, and as it progresses, high fever, trouble breathing, shock, meningitis, and potentially life-threatening inflammation of the brain and spinal cord. Jeez. Sounds fun. No. It In the anus. <laughs> Injection anthrax. This is the most recently identified route of anthrax. Injection? Yeah. What are you shooting lines of anthrax? If you're cool. <laughs> it's con- it's contracted through injecting illegal drugs and has been reported only in Europe so far. Initial signs and symptoms of yeah, injection. Always anthrax- fist. Right? Redness at the area of the injection without an area that changes to black. Significant swelling as the disease progresses, you may also experience shock, multiple organ failure, Oofa. and meningitis. 
that fun word to say. Mm-hmm. It's almost like meningitis. So when should you see a doctor? <laughs> Most common illnesses start with symptoms that resemble the flu. The chances that your sore throat and aching muscles are due to anthrax are extremely small. So breathe a sigh of relief. You just have you just have the flu. If you think you have been exposed, for example, if you work at the CDC or in an environment where anthrax is likely to occur, see a doctor immediately for evaluation and care. If you develop signs and symptoms of the disorder after exposure to animals or animal products in parts of the world where anthrax is common, seek prompt medical attention. Early diagnosis. (laughs) Bad monkey! (laughs) Early diagnosis and treatment are crucial. Anthrax spores are formed by anthrax bacteria that occur naturally in soil in most parts of the world. Spores can remain dormant for years until they find their way into a host. Common hosts for anthrax include wild or domestic livestock such as sheep, cattle, thank you, Larry, (laughs) horses, and goats. Although rare in the U.S., anthrax is still common throughout the developing world such as Iran, Iraq, Turkey, Pakistan, and sub-Saharan Africa. Damn sand cows. <laughs> like we said before when we were taking a smoke break, that's a light side salad of racism. We can't tell if we're offending cows or or what's happening. So most human case, cases of anthrax occur as a result to exposure to infected animals or their meat or hides. In the U.S., a few people have developed anthrax while making traditional African drums from the skins of infected animals. One of the few known instances of non-animal transmission occurred hmm. in the United States in 2001 when 22... I, I, I just assumed that was the normal look of a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> if you go to a show and, it's a, and the drummer is playing, like, cattle skins from Africa... Mm-hmm. Mm, and if he's drooling, he's probably okay. He's, yeah. If he's got red sores that look like the center is in black and, and, and pussy... Probably still okay. If he says he has meningitis, maybe you should... Yeah, then you should take his word for it. <laughs> so, one of the few instances of non-animal transmission occurred in the U.S. in 2001 when 22 people developed anthrax after being exposed to spores sent through the mail. Five of those died. More recently, though, heroin users in Europe contracted anthrax through... Injecting illegal drugs, 18 people died from injectable anthrax. Heroin sold in Europe likely comes from areas where naturally occurring anthrax is more common. To contract anthrax, you must come into direct contact with anthrax spores. This is more likely if you are in the military and deployed to an area with high risk of exposure to anthrax, work with anthrax in a lab, handle animal skins, furs, or wools with areas from a high incidence of anthrax, work in veterinary medicine, especially if you deal with livestock, handle or dress game animals in the U.S. Seasonal outbreaks of anthrax are common among livestock and game animals such as deer. Gay animals? Game. Oh, never mind. Carry on. (laughs) And also, if you inject illegal drugs such as heroin, the most serious complication of anthrax is inflammation of the membranes and fluid covering the brain and spinal cord, leading to massive bleeding and death. Now, there is a good breakdown, I would say, of what happens to you with anthrax. So, Josh, did you say something you wanted to add there? Mm, No, I'm good. Okay. Well, the scale is, after that, after hearing that, how scary are chemical weapons? (laughs) Josh, one. What? Zero. What? That's a ten. Was, <laughs> oh, he spelled. He was spelling it out for Is you. He doing like a Friday the Thirteenth no, opposite he's, day. He type. spelled the number ten in numbers. One oh, zero. I see. You just jumped the gun. 
I'm sorry. It's like when we play Quizzical and I read too far ahead. Now I know what it feels like, Larry. Mm-hmm. Yep. The rage inside. Mm-hmm. Slow, slow <laughs> boil. Yeah. April, what do you think? Oh, that's a 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a 10. ten? I'm going to say 10s all ten? around. 10? I, I, I think we've literally... 10. 10. 10. 10. 10. ten. It's a ten, wrestling 10 thing. out of 10 would not want. Um, fuck it, man. I mean, I, I, honestly, just nuke me. I don't want to deal with organ failure. Right? So <laughs> I don't want this to be the way I die. Basically, you turn inside out and you turn into a big pussy zit that just explodes. Who wants that? Oh, wants that. Do you guys ever, do you guys like watching those videos? No. Dermatologist popping the nope. huge zits. Nope. I'm, I'm good. Can't. Nope. Can't skip. do it. Nope. Skip. skip. No, skip. I, I'm a fool for those, man. Like, I like to hear the pop and. Ah! <laughs> I'm a squirter. <laughs> God, so well timed. That's why we hired you. The more that comes out, the better. Ah, Josh, dude, I would rather watch you. I, I don't know what I would rather watch you do. I Maybe don't... bake a pie in your underwear than talk about that. My cum is black. I don't want to think about cum either. Why are we jumping to conclusions here? Butt sex yeah, no. in the butt. Okay. The gross family. No. Butt sex no. in the anus. <laughs> oh, of course. Switching it up. All right. So why are we covering this? I thought we found the culprits of this yeah. 2001 anthrax attack. They all killed themselves or they're in federal prison, right? Well... You'd be wrong. This may be solved according to the higher echelon, but to dare to to dare to date to der to dare to der, there really is no conclusive person to blame, which is what makes this a mystery and why we had to cover it because it's kind of a domestic conspiracy. Josh just exploded. <laughs> okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you guys some basic info from Wikipedia, which you can kind of take with a grain of salt, but basically this is what happened according to them. In 2001, there was an anthrax. There was a anthrax attack, which was also known. Uh, I should say the anthrax is also known as Amerithrax from its Federal Bureau of Investigation case. God name. bless America. Exactly, Amerithrax. Um, damn straight, Larry. So, um, this occurred. Several weeks beginning on um oh this occurred over several weeks beginning on September eighteenth two thousand one one week after the September eleventh attacks yeah these letters containing anthrax spores were mailed to several news media offices and two Democratic U S senators killing five people and infecting seventeen others according to the FBI the ensuing investigation became one of the largest and most complex in the history of law enforcement so. A major focus in the early years of the investigation was a bioweapons expert named Stephen Hatfield. He was the first... Um, was he from the Hatfield family? No. Guitar Hat- player for Metallica. It was Stephen Hatfield. Like, oh, I thought you said Hatfield. Fill, fill Hat- my cup. Ugh. I'm not drunk enough. Oh, my God. I apologize. <laughs> I forgot we're not supposed to do that anymore. A- April, I, April. There's, we should make, we should put a burp jar out here. Oh my god! And then if when we, we had a burp jar, and every time you had to put like yeah, fifty like, cents or a dollar, yeah, we would have 
we'd all be able to go to, we'd all be able to go to Hawaii next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Those are all soundboard burps, actually. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> so anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. That's the grossest Josh moment, too. Oh, yeah. Ooh, yeah. Uh, was that my name? <laughs> <laughs> say my name. Say my name, that was you. Joshua. That was me? That was you. I, I was saying my own name, so I guess oh. I should pat myself on the back. Anyway, so Stephen Hatch- master burping. <laughs> I, I must have been caught off mic. So anyway, Stephen Hatfill. Let's let's talk about him. He was eventually exonerated, but um, hmm. which is sad because for a long time he was the that'll ruin. It's like remember that um, was it not a bodyguard, but it, uh, the security guard in Atlanta, nineteen ninety six. Well, should, we should cover that by the way. Yeah, the Atlanta the Olympic bombing, and they blame that uh, bodyguard immediately. Yeah, because he's a peon. We blame the completely ruined his life. Of of course it did, because people wanted. It's like when um, the Boston bombings happened, and they targeted somebody with a similar name on Facebook, and he's like, "No, that's my. That's not me. That's my brother." And then it just turned into this shit show for him, because for like six or seven hours, he was people were death threatening the shit out of him. Like, "Where are you? I'm going to curb stomp your face!" And lo and behold, it was not him. Um, wow! And people happens. jumping to conclusions on Facebook—that never happens. Oh, my dad likes to call it fake book. <clears throat> I'm on Facebook. I'm gonna solve this crime. <laughs> my, you, you know, there's a lot of those those guys on fa- Facebook too. They're just like, "Ooh, ooh, I'm gonna." That's it. I found the conclusion. It was the butler. I found all and my the- facts in memes. <laughs> <laughs> I solved the crime in my mom's basement. <laughs> right, exactly. Mom, we need pizza rolls. <laughs> if we're going to solve this crime, <laughs> Mom, where's sour cream and onion chips? Mom, diarrhea. <laughs> Meningitis. <laughs> oh, I guess I'm the one with the smoker's cough. <laughs> Good lord. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, <Yeah. laughs> so <laughs> there's this other guy named Bruce Edwards Ivins who became the focus of the investigation around April 4th, 2005. <laughs> <laughs> Ivins was a scientist who worked at the government's biodefense labs at Fort Det- Detrick in Frederick, Maryland on April 11th, 2007. Evans was put under periodic surveillance and an FBI document stated that Bruce Edwards Evans is a extremely sensitive sus- suspect in the 2001 anthrax attacks. Don't touch me. <sighs> On July 29, 2008, Evans committed suicide with an overdose of acetaminophen, which is Tylenol, which sucks. Wait, how writing. do you overdose on that? Like, if I'm hurting, I just take a handful and throw in whatever sticks I, eat, I just digest. 500 I co- milligrams? <sighs> yeah, the more I take, the faster it'll go away. Exactly. I would, I would compare that to, like, the guy that got killed in the movie. Did you, did you see the movie Seven? Oh, yeah. Did you see Seven? No. No. Do you remember the guy? Do you remember the guy that eats himself to death? I heard about that. That's how slow that would be. Because you're just waiting for your shit to shut down. No, that Tylenol is 
that's basically the dumbest and worst way to kill you. <laughs> right. You can take a gun and really shut the lights off pretty quick. So on August 6th, but I want to say real quick, because that was terrible what I just said, but Ivan's committing suicide is horrible. And I know we're making light of suicide. I'm, I'm trying to make light of it, but at the same time... We're trying I, not to drown in like we're our tears to, here. It, this is a very dark, dark, dark conspiracy. I would put this right up next to... um. The darkest shit we've ever... I would put this up next with Franklin Cover. Yeah, that was the one I was thinking of. Because um, this goes some places here. So follow with me if you can. Okay. On August 6, 2008, based on DNA evidence leading to an anthrax vial in Ivan's lab, federal prosecutors declared Ivan's to be the sole culprit of the crime. Two days later, Senator Charles Grassley and Representative Rush Holt... Now, these are... Um, they called for the hearing. That guy the- could, yeah. Rush Holt is either like a, a right wing talk show host or a, a middle linebacker for the Philadelphia Philly or uh, Eagles. <laughs> Rush Holt. Rush Holt was actually an American scientist and politician. He was the U.S. representative for New Jersey's 12th district from 1999 to 20, 2015. He is a member of the Democratic Party and former, a son of former West Virginia U.S. Senator Rush D. Holt. That sounds like, That sounds like a, a porn he could be, actor. He, no, no, no. He could. He could. Hey, uh, it's me, Rush Dick Holt. No, no. It sounds to me like he could be a mechanic and like like Rusty Bolt. Rush D Holt. Yeah. On February nineteenth, two thousand ten, the FBI formally closed this investigation. Yep, it's solved. Um, in 2008, though, the FBI requested a review of the scientific methods used in the investigation from the National Academy of Sciences, which released their findings in 2011 report review of the scientific approaches used during the FBI's investigation of the 2001 anthrax letters. The report cast doubt on the U.S. government's conclusion that Ivins was the perpetrator, finding that although the type of anthrax used in the letters was correct, identified as the Ames strain of the bacterium, there was insufficient scientific evidence for the FBI's assertion that it originated from Ivan's laboratory. The FBI responded by pointing out that the review panel asserted that it would not be possible to reach a, definite, a definitive conclusion based on science alone. Maybe it was aliens or Jesus. They didn't think about that, did they? No, I guess not, huh? Well, they let gays in the military, so maybe somebody needed to come in and spank some random postal workers. I'm just bend kidding. over. That's awful. <laughs> trying to bring, I, we tried to bring light to something so dark and creepy. Anyway, um, the FBI responded by pointing out that the review panel. Um, I'm sorry, I just read that and said that a combination of factors according to the FBI, led the FBI to conclude that Evans had been the perpetrator. Some information about the case related to Evans' mental problems, which he did have. He was taking Celexa before he died and actually was keeping a journal and writing some pretty cryptic things. But it could just be that he was lonely and sad and he worked all hours in a, as a scientist with, like, infection... Larry. <laughs> I'm just saying... There were lawsuits filed by his widow of the first anthrax... I'm sorry, not by his widow, by um, the first anthrax victim, Bob Stevens, um, who died. Bob uh, Stevens. Bob Stevens here. <laughs> Most down, basic name. Down, right? on, down on the farm. I um, eat bacon and eggs every morning. He was an f- American photojournalist for The Sun, oh, by the way. Okay. 
Just thought you might want to know. Odd that the sun needs a publicist. I mean, it's a giant star. <laughs> so maybe it does need one. <laughs> Fake news. <laughs> anyway, so this, uh, by the way, that lawsuit that was filed by the widow, she won $2.5 million with no, from the government, and they also were given no admission of liability. So they, it was kind of like a payout. Kind of like what's going on right now with Harvey Weinstein and all the 700 girls that he slept with and harassed. Fuck Harvey Weinstein. The more you know. According to a statement in the settlement agreement, the settlement was reached solely but for the purpose of avoiding the expenses and risk of further litigation. Because lawyers are expensive and fuck knowing the truth, right? That's right. So, I've got a little bit more before we take a break. I want to talk about these letters. The anthrax letters are believed to have been mailed from Princeton, New Jersey. Investigators found anthrax spores in a city street mailbox located at 10 Nassau Street near the Princeton University campus. About 600 mailboxes that could have been used to mail the letters were tested for anthrax, and the Nassau Street box was the only one to test positive. Now, I'm going to read these, but I want to show you what they looked like. Oh, looks like my grocery shopping list. (laughs) You write just like that. I do. It was you. <laughs> Big block letters. Yeah. Well, all right then. Now read it. Okay. So <clears throat> this first letter says nine eleven oh one. This is next. Take pill penicillin now. Death to America. Death to Israel. Allah is great. See, America always number one. Now that first letter <laughs> that I showed you guys, that was the one that went to NBC News. Yep. Hey, middle. Large, and full. Now, the <laughs> second you, letter. Thank um, You cannot stop us. We have this anthrax. You die now. Are you afraid? <laughs> you die now! <laughs> death to America. Death to Israel. Allah is great. All the letters were copies made by a copy machine. The originals were never found. Each letter was trimmed to a slightly different size. The Senate letter uses punctuation the media letter does not mm, wow. the writing on the media letter and envelopes is roughly twice the size of the handwriting on the senate letter and envelopes the envelopes addressed to senators dashel and Leahy had a fictitious return address fourth grade greendale school franklin park new jersey 08852 franklin park new jersey exists but the zip code 08852 is for nearby monmouth junction new jersey there is no greendale school in franklin park or monmouth junction new jersey though there is a green book elementary school in adjacent south brunswick township new jersey of which monmouth junction is a part now let's talk about some false other false leads that the government had sounds like terrorists y'all does according to those notes Mm-hmm. That's late, what one would think. Of course. But dun, dun, dun. we know about Waco. We know about Operation Paperclip. We know about MK Ultra, And we know about Philadelphia Experiment, Operation Northwoods. I mean, come on. In late October 2001, ABC chief investigative correspondent Brian Ross linked the anthrax sample to Saddam Hussein because of its purportedly containing the unusual additive bentonite. On October 26th, Ross said, sources tell ABC News, quote, the anthrax in the tainted letter sent to Senate Majority Leader Tom DeShell was laced with bentonite. Bananaroo. 
saying, I'm saying it right. Uh, write in if I'm wrong, but I guess Larry wants to tell me no. I'm wrong. The potent additive is is known to have been used by only one country in producing biochemical weapons, Iraq. It is a trademark of Iraqi leader Saddam Hussein's biological weapons program. The discovery of bentonite came in an urgent series of tests conducted at Fort Detrick, Maryland, and elsewhere, unquote. So on October 28th, Ross also said that, quote, despite continued White House denials, four well-placed and separate sources have told ABC News that initial tests of the anthrax by U.S. Army at Fort Detrick, Maryland, have detected trace amounts of the chemical additives bentonite and silica, unquote. A charge that was repeated several times on October 28th and 29th. Isn't silica that stuff they put, like... It's the do not eat in your box of shoes. Yes. <laughs> Because <laughs> too many kids were like, ooh, this looks tasty. Yeah, mom, mom's not looking. Oh, no, my tummy is hurting. <laughs> so, it, says, it says do not eat, but I wish I knew how to read. <laughs> <laughs> right. So on October 29th, 2001, White House spokesman Scott Stanzel, quote, disputed reports that the anthrax sent to the Senate contains bentonite, an additive that had been used in Iraqi President Saddam Hussein's biological weapons program. Unquote. Stanzel said, quote, based on the test results, we have no bentonite in these objects. Unquote. So the, so the same day, Major General John Parker at a White House briefing stated, we do not know... We, I'm sorry. Quote, we do know that we found silica in the samples. Now, we don't know what the motive would be or why it would be there or anything, but there is silica in the samples, and that leads us to be absolutely sure that there was no aluminum in the sample because the combination of a silicate plus aluminum is sort of the major ingredients of bentonite. Quote, just... Check, I'm sorry, unquote. Check your shoeboxes. <laughs> I know, right? Maybe he dropped his Nike Air Jordans in there. It's like, Ugh. well, whatever. Death to Allah. Or wait, shit, that's wrong. Death to America. Death to Allah. <laughs> You're now on a different list in a different country, my friend. I didn't. I I said that, and I I caught myself. I'm I'm good. I'm a good. I'm a Christian soldier over here in Jenison, Michigan. I got a platinum of defending certain religions, <laughs> dude. There's a lot of people in this town that have that platinum. Anyway, so. Um, so Homeland Security Advisor Tom Ridge uh, from the White House press conference on November 7th, 2001 stated, the ingredient that we talked about before was silicon. Neither Ross at ABC nor anyone else publicly pursued any further claims about bentonite, despite check, Ross's original claim that... Check four, your boob implants. <laughs> that four well-placed and separate sources confirmed its detection. Now, this all seems fishy to me. And to me, with my seventh grade sleuth smarts... Mm -hmm. And having covered MKUltra, Operation Northwoods, and Philadelphia Experience, and being post 9-11, I sense a government trying to build itself up to, well, the longest war in U.S. history, and I'll try my damnedest to... I misspelled it. It says roofer. But that doesn't make it... Was I going to roofie you? Roofer. I'll try my damnedest to, to confirm... you. I'll try my damnedest to roofie you after this break. <laughs> Well, I mean, certainly they were put at risk of death. There's no question about this. The stuff was lethal, and it was addressed to them and sent to them. Were they actually, was was the intention to actually kill them? Uh, I doubt it. I think it's more likely that their secretaries would have opened it and that they would die or get ill. I think the people that did this didn't give a damn, really, who died. Um, 
But they certainly wanted to scare the senators and anyone associated with them. Um, let's face it, the five people that died were just ordinary civilians who had nothing to do with this politically, but they just happened to inhale anthrax spores, and they're extremely deadly when they're inhaled. So anyway, to get back to your question about was this done to bully them into passing the Patriot Act, certainly it was. I detail this in the book. Um, I mean, you know, Dick Cheney gives a deadline and says, we want the Patriot Act passed by such and such. I think it was October 4th that he settled on um, as the date when he wanted Senate to pass it. And Senate didn't pass it on October 4th, largely because of two Democratic senators, Daschle and Leahy, were holding it up. So guess what? Within a couple of days, two letters were sent to precisely those senators, Daschle and Leahy, exactly the two guys who were holding things up. And these letters were mailed to them somewhere between, I don't have the exact dates in front of me, but somewhere between, I think, October 6th and 9th. So just a couple of days after the missed deadline. <laughs> What's up, 2001? Closing time. Semisonic called. Said you needed to remember the way it was. All the feels, bro. We've just been married one year. Oh, Aaron and Larry, mm-hmm. the love story of our millennia. So anyway, that was uh, Professor Graham McQueen, who is the founding director of the Center for Peace Studies at McMaster University. He was Professor. Talking- I didn't slaughter that too no, bad, did I? Professor. Professor. Man, I'm bad. <laughs> so anyway, uh, before beer takes my bottom lip, let me <laughs> let me explain a little bit. Now, this guy wrote a book, and the book is called. Um, the 2001 Anthrax Deception, The Case for Domestic Conspiracy. Now, he wasn't a big fan of uh, 9-11 either, which is a future episode. Don't you worry, ladies and gentlemen, because we're going to get to the bottom of it. Mm-hmm. But um, McQueen, his thesis in this book is as follows. He thinks the criminal anthrax attacks were conducted by a group of conspirators deep within the U.S. government who are linked to or identical with the 9-11 perpetrators. So this feeds into 9-11. It makes sense if you think about it. Their purpose was to redefine the Cold War into a global war on terror and in doing so weaken civil liberties in the United States, also the Patriot Act, and attack other nations. What a what a slimy named... Patriot Act? Yeah. yeah. How slimy. Because you just want to vote yes when you hear right. that. You're like, Patriot Act? Of course I'm a patriot. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, shit. You know about the selfies of my dick I sent my wife. <laughs> can a dick take a selfie? Yes, I can. It's got a little mouth so it can talk if you just move true. it correctly. <laughs> done that. <laughs> done that, yeah. I've done that to myself. Yeah. Just like, hey, gay. Hello. You're going to beat me up again? Probably. <laughs> I'm going to rub you the wrong way. Got to rub it the right way. Anyway, so um, Professor McQueen and his studies like is where I really started to, to look into it and think, fuck, 
if that's tied to 9-11, then it's also tied to the longest U.S. war in history. Yeah. Which is scary as fucking shit. To think, uh, once again, the government pulled the rug out from underneath us. And this happened chronologically. I mean, it's October. The ramp up's huge. There's no reason for us to think otherwise that it would have been terrorist. You look at those notes, which I showed you guys images of. It's like, of course it's terrorist. But maybe it was a four-year-old <laughs> held at gunpoint and said to draw something or write this and we'll give you we'll give you we'll give you a we'll give you a family little orphan. I mean, who knows? There's there's a <laughs> fucking kids. <laughs> fucking kids. Anyway, so I, I I could go down the I could go down the wormhole with that quite a bit, but um I think before before I get too far into that, I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit of a minor argument for the government. The government. Oh, I'm the government. Way to take their side. I'm going to give them a little bit of leeway and well, try get, to try to try to scapegoat them a bit. But so evidence of 9/11 attacks, why it could be terrorists according to the government. Experts at the John Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense Strategies (CCBS) concluded that one of the 19 9/11 hijackers, Ahmed Al Hazanawi, had likely been exposed to anthrax. Al-Hazanawi and another man arrived in the emergency room at Fort Lauderdale, Florida Hospital, presenting an ugly, dark lesion on his leg that he said he had developed after bumping into a suitcase two months earlier. Christos Tisonis thought the injury was curious, cleaned it, and prescribed an antibiotic. After September 11th, federal investigators found the medicine prescribed by Tisonis among the possessions of Al-Hazanawi. Tisonis came to believe that Al-Hazanawi's lesion was consistent with cutaneous anthrax, a disease disease that causes skin lesions. The experts at the John Hopkins Center for Civilian Biodefense Strategies interviewed Tisonis and prepared a memorandum that was circulated... (laughs) Fuck, I fucked that up. (laughs) (laughs) That was circulated among top government officials. The memorandum said that the diagnosis of cutaneous anthrax was, quote, the most probable and coherent interpretation of the data available, unquote, and that, quote, such a conclusion, of course, raises the possibility that the hijackers were handling anthrax and were the perpetrators of the anthrax letter attacks, unquote. So several 9-11 hijackers, including Al Hezanawi, lived in Boca Raton, Florida near America Media Inc., workplace of the first victim of the anthrax attacks. Mm. They also attended flight school there. Some of the hijackers rented apartments from a real estate agent who was the wife of an editor of The Sun, who The Sun should sound a little familiar. Who had that photographer. Yep. The publication of American Media. Further, a pharmacist in Delray Beach, Florida, stated he told the FBI that two of the 9-11 hijackers, Mohammed Atta and Marwan El-Shahi entered the pharmacy seeking medicine to treat irritations on Atta's hand. If the 9-11 hijackers were involved in the anthrax attacks, they would probably have needed an accomplice to mail the tainted letters since the four recovered anthrax letters were postmarked on September 18th and October 9th. Hmm. Now, dozens of buildings were contaminated with anthrax 
anthrax as a result of the mailings. The companies in charge of the cleanups and de- decontaminating of the buildings. Now, this is a bit of the cleanup that goes in when you have to deal with something like mm-hmm. anthrax. The um, the buildings. This this company was called the Bio Recovery Corporation of Woodside, New York, and Bio Recovery Services of America, based in Ohio. The decontaminating of anthrax spores in the building located in Midtown Manhattan is part of Rockefeller Center on the Avenue of Americas. It is home to New York Post and Fox News, among others. Bio Recovery Corporation provided that labor and equipment such as HEPA filtered negative pressure air scrubbers, HEPA vacuums, respirators, cyclone foggers, and decontamination foam licensed by the Sandia National Laboratories. They needed them all. Hmm. Now, what did Rudy Rudy Giuliani have to say? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Received gratitude as the mayor um, for, for... trying to clean this stuff up and the bio recovery corporation removed 93 bags of anthrax contaminated mail at the new york post alone 93 wow which is crazy to me to think that they made that many letters mm-hmm. um it probably doesn't take a, a lot though i mean you can make a we'll say a one pound batch of of anthrax and how much do you actually need per letter to contaminate whoever you're trying to contaminate mm-hmm. that's D- a trick adjusting. question you answer that you're guilty <laughs> like, exactly. it'd be like powdered sugar on a cookie yeah now how much do you think this costs about 350 that's a, as good a guess <laughs> as any the hamilton new jersey postal facility remained closed until march 2005 its cleanup cost 65 million good lord Actually, less than I thought. United States Environmental Protection Agency spent $41.7 million to clean up government buildings in Washington, Z. One FBI document said the total damage exceeded $1 billion. Whoa. That's what I was looking at. The principal means of that was from de- decontamination from fumigation and chlorine di- dioxide gas. Now, what about the political effects? Oh, yeah. Those are scary. <laughs> the anthrax attacks, as well as the September 11, 2001 attacks, have spurred significant increases in U.S. government funding for biological warfare research and preparedness. For example, biowarfare-related funding at the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases increased by $1.5 billion in 2003. In 2004, Congress passed the Project BioShield Act, which provides $5.6 billion over 10 years for the purchase of new vaccines Jeez. and drugs. These vaccines include the mono, monoclonal antibody raxicob... Fuck this word. God, I hit these words. They're so bad. Anana, anatomist. Raxibacombagombam. You get it. You get it. Cum gun? Which that's my cum is black. (laughs) Cum gun. That's that's a good that's a good name. I'll shoot you with my cum gun, baby. (laughs) Cum gun. Jesus. Uh, I'm a squirter. Yeah, right. (laughs) Um. Do you just have a whole like page? A Ryan page. A whole Ryan page. Perfect. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so they, they treated anthrax as well as the anthrax vaccine absorbed, both of which are stockpiled by the U S government. So it's good to know that we have a vaccine that can take care of anthrax. Um, 
both of which are stockpiled. A theory that Iraq was behind the attacks based on the evidence that the powder was weaponized and some reports of alleged meetings between 9-11 conspirators and Iraqi officials may have contributed to the momentum which ultimately led to the 2003 invasion of Iraq. After the 9-11 attacks and the subsequent anthrax mailings, lawmakers were pressed for legislation to combat further terrorist attacks under heavy pressure from the Attorney General John D. Ashcroft, a bipartisan compromise in the House Judiciary Committee allowed legislation for the Patriot Act to move forward for full consideration later that month, which is, it sucks, man. Mm-hmm. I, because of fear, things happen. Quickly. It, very quickly. No one questioned it. And the two people that did question were the two senators who got anthrax letters. Mm-hmm. Dashiell and... Yeah. We'll just call him... Him, yeah. We'll call him. No. Let's talk about health a bit. Now, oh boy. there's a bit of a there's a bit of a postscript to these so-called anthrax letter attacks, which is just it's just super shitty. But years after the attack, several anthrax victims reported lingering health problems, including fatigue, shortness of breath, and memory loss. A 2004 study proposed that the total number of people harmed by the anthrax attacks of 2001 should be raised to 68. There was a postal inspector named William Palaskat who became severely ill and disabled after removing an anthrax-contaminated air, fill, air, air filter from the Brentwood Mill facility on October 19, 2001. I remember those days. Yeah. Well, we're going to go into that. Oh. Although his doctors, Tyler Cement and Gary Kirkovet. That's a great last name, Cement. It's C-Y-M-E-T. It's solid. Right on. <laughs> they believe they believe that the illness was caused by anthrax exposure. Blood tests did not find anthrax bacteria antibodies, and therefore the CDC does not recognize it as a case of inhalation anthrax. Mm. And that is a little bit about that. But Larry, you have a little bit of history, yes, from being a long-term male prostitute. Correct. Um, can you tell us a little bit about what it was like to work during that time? It was. It was very frightening because uh, I remember at the time they were saying that if there was an anthrax outbreak, that the prostitutes would be the ones to deliver the antidote. So basically be sacrificing your lives to save other people's lives. Oh, mama. Which maybe not what I had signed up to do, but would have done. Because you're a good man. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> Um, but I do remember there was one incident where um, that year where uh, an envelope had opened and there was a white powdery substance that was all over my workstation. I would probably be shitting my pants. It smelled like soap, so I wasn't too worried. It's also in my early 20s, so maybe a little indestructible. Feeling and that's what it turned out to be. Turned out to be laundry soap, but they did not joke around with. It. I was like, I'm pretty sure they shut it down, tested all that stuff. Wow. Now, didn't they say that anthrax? If it's the powder, it's actually there's no scent to it. That's I I believe so. Yeah. No. In the research I did, they, they and there said was a, no. It, it no was like scent. the the return address and the sending address were like in the same city. So, if so it was a quick call to. 
I mean, it was pretty easy for them to, you know, quarter off the area. That was a good one. <laughs> and uh, they, to make a phone call to the person, say, you know, what's up with this stuff he's at? And it was like, oh, I'm sorry. I was just sending my sister-in-law or whatever a packet of, a packet of like, yeah, of uh, flour cascade or something. She asked for some it was it was sugar. it was soap of some sort. I don't quite remember what, but it was like a like a packet of soap that it sent through and it went through the prostituting machine and broke I, open. I can't imagine the butt clamping shut of fear that would happen. Now it will. Like I think now maybe it would, but at the time it, I was like, I wasn't. I mean, like Grand Rapids, Michigan, really? <laughs> Is that the city we're going to take down? We're going after the Myers. So I, I wasn't too worried. For sure. But I do remember, you know, that was a thing. Like It was. That yeah. you, like, it's like, all right, it happened, but I have to, I had to tell somebody because it had to be tested. Yeah, that's scary. Now, outside of that incident, mm-hmm. I, ha- I have to imagine every day coming into work and having to s- sort through the prostitution letters, mm-hmm. it had to have been... Pretty. I mean, I know you weren't nervous about the package, but I was more nervous about the antidote thing. If there was, because yeah. I mean, this was right after. This is like what two weeks after nine eleven. Yeah, and you know, you're still shaking in your boots from that incident. And now they're talking all full scale anthrax attack. Right. Yeah, I'd have been nervous every day. There wasn't a sense of yeah nervousness and uncomfortableness and like, is this really the career I really want to do? Do I want to prostitute mm-hmm. the rest of my life? Yes. It's a it's a filling job, mm-hmm. and it pays well. It does fill fill you, yes. All right. Well, thank you for your story, Larry. <laughs> it was Larry's story time. Mm-hmm. We're gonna segue right into what is all about the internet and figuring out the real answers with a segment we like to talk about called Yahoo Answers. So the first thing is, how do people usually get anthrax? I need for this for a school project on infectious diseases. I can't seem to find it and would appreciate any help answers. So the best answer came from Ruby, who says most human cases are on the skin and come from animals like sheep or cattle. They get it by handling the wool or skins of an infected animal. Many times in the past, people who worked with wool contracted it and it was called wool sorters disease. That is natural. That is, natural transmission is fairly rare, especially in the U.S. Animals that are found to have anthrax are destroyed and their carcasses burned to prevent the spread. Then there is the biological weapon anthrax, which we are talking about today. Mm -hmm. Possibly genetically engineered to make it more powerful and cause worse symptoms. If inhaled, it can infect the lungs. It can also affect the digestive tract. This kind caused several deaths in 2001 when someone sent weaponized anthrax spores through the mail, but widespread use of anthrax as a biological weapon would not be practical. In the 70s, there was a release of anthrax from a biological weapon plant in Russia, and many were killed. So, that's your top answer. Now, a couple other people answered this. Um, One lady, Princess Bibi, Humans usually become infected with the anthrax bacteria when they are exposed to blood and other tissues from infected animals. Eat tissue from an infected animal or are exposed to high density of anthrax spores from animal fur, hide, or wool, but it's rare in humans. An estimated 20,000 to 100,000 cases occur yearly. Well, that sounds like a lot. 
mostly in developing countries, most countries vaccinate domestic herds. So there's really not a big fear of that, per se. Is that anthrax case perfect for a conspiracy theory or what? Yeah, the answer is yes. (laughs) He says, I can see the movie preview now. Best answer, yes, we're living the movie, and it's a horror comedy, beef flick at best. In a world. A beef flick? He's saying beef, beef flicks. <laughs> beef yes. flick? Um, color me, color must blues boy? Color me blues boy. Okay. Says, what does not have a conspiracy theory attached when it comes to the U.S. government? Do you really believe that they... They openly and honestly work to better this country for the masses or keep its citizens in the dark to satisfy the few power-rich clowns inside the walls of Congress. Even movie producer Oliver Stone won't touch that one. So a lot of people are really scared of the idea of a movie. Uh, Harvey Weinstein will touch anything. Oh, He might, but also, just the fact that we talked about it today says something about our character. Pat's on the back. Good job, guys. Thank you, thank you. Because we go to those places. We do. Because we have no (laughs) self-respect. Well, I mean, we don't, but... So, the last question is, why do conspiracy theorists ignore the anthrax attacks? The anthrax. There are far more... This whole whole thing is way more suspicious than 9-11. A strain of anthrax from a government lab is sent to administration enemies, Democratic mm-hmm. senators in the press, FBI investigators produce dead leads, no terrorist attacks, anything with anthrax again. I'm not saying it's government plot, but it fucking looks that way. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy theorists just pick apart government reports, and since there is no report on anthrax attacks, there's nothing to pick apart. Mm. They are interested in proving the government lies to us, not actually getting to the bottom of mysteries. That was from The Best Answer, and her name was Meg. Thank you, Meg. Thanks, Meg. Um, Thank Meg. <laughs> Zom Gowala what? Says, yes, but conspiracy theorists, kooks, anyways, always ignore slash overlook the real conspiracies, like, for example, the now... Yeah, they're up to like 67 for now. In favor Mm -hmm. of completely outrageous... That's a conspiracy. Yeah. Okay, so this guy says this is an outrageous conspiracy, but I think he's full of shit. He says, in favor of completely outrageous ones, he calls the Bush did 9-11 for oil as bogus, which is stupid. Um, And D-Bill... But like 9-11 isn't a terrorist it's a it's terrorist attack on Bush's watch in which the perpetrators were never brought to justice. So the last the last guy says uh, this is from Mr. Me. He says not enough folks were affected and not enough scenarios developed. Give it a year or two. I just heard that arrests are imminent in the cases affecting the Capitol Mail. Apparently the suspects are tied to a government sponsored lab, so it's getting some airtime eventually. So people th- seem to think that maybe this will start to come up more now that people are on the internet and paying attention to this sort of stuff. But this 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 conspiracy really fucked with me, and I wanna I wanna give April the spotlight because we're gonna throw a Yahoo answers from now on to to April. So please. Okay. Well, this I thought was 
a very interesting question that was asked on Yahoo Answers. Okay. <clears throat> what is the body smell of guitarist Scott Ian of Anthrax Band? I'm going to say sweat socks and donuts. This is what she asked. If you ever joined attended Anthrax concert and got to meet him or take a photo with him or what else... I know my question is kind of weird, but I want to know his body smell. <laughs> what do you think it will be? Is there any perfume brand he used to put on his body? Please, if anyone knows. Uh, Dave Mustaine uh, responded, he smells like poop. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, he's a metal guitarist. He ain't wearing no wuss ass cologne or perfume. He probably just smells like generic sweaty man. Uh, question mark responded what the actual fuck did I just read yep that's that was the, Scott Ian and the <laughs> and the best answer from wire and string gentle spring rain with subtle hints of cinnamon and orange peel Ooh. sounds sexy it does and that's been your Yahoo answers ladies and gentlemen Let us get some sodi pop in our veins, ladies and gentlemen, with some pop culture. It's time for the pop culture minute with Josh. Sonic boom. I do like celery. Celery's awesome. Satisfies that crunch craving. It's actually negative calories. Did you know that? Because the calories that you burn spending chewing that celery is actually more calories than the celery itself. It's just green, crunchy water. Yeah, essentially. (laughs) Yeah, I don't need peanut butter or raisins. I'm not going to say no, but I don't need it. Anyways, yeah, we're going to talk about some uh, pop culture with anthrax. Of course, we've already all mentioned the the great thrash uh, band from 1981. Anthrax. They in 1981. Uh, yep, really. They they've been active from 1981 wow. to now. Wow. Did not know it's been that long. Yeah. It. I mean, you can you can definitely see it in them now. I don't know when, if, when's the last time you saw a picture of the the <gasps> band, but they're looking up there. Are you ready to rock? <laughs> uh, I thought it was kind of interesting that. The, the origin, Anthrax was formed in Queens, New York on July 18th, 1981 by guitarist Scott Ian and Dan Lilker. The band was named after the disease of the same name, which Ian saw in a biology textbook. And the reason why uh, Ian chose it was because it sounded, quote, sufficiently evil. It does. Fair enough. Yeah, you can't you can't argue with, uh, with that logic. Uh... I thought it was interesting that, and this isn't necessarily pop culture, but there is a, a genus of bombylid flies called the anthrax. It's, really? Yeah, it kind of looks like a combination of a, a your typical fly and a bee. Hmm. Yeah, it, it, it resembles a bee. So, hmm. thought that was fairly that is interesting. interesting. Uh, there's actually another anthrax band that's from uh, Britain, of course. They they are what what would they sound like? They are anarcho punk. I don't know what anarcho can you, can, is. I understand you do the impersonation of uh, the lead singer. Uh yes. Oh, do you like do you like punk music? Dead on. <laughs> Here we go. T T 
I like tea. No, I don't. To bollocks with your tea. Anyways. <laughs> uh, there, uh, I had to have my fill. Once in a yeah. while, you got to have that. Yep. Uh, in the game, Shrek Super Slam. <laughs> what? Yeah. That sounds like a kid's game. I was kind of surprised. I guess I never realized it's a game out that came out for Nintendo DS. It's a fighting game with characters from Shrek. Donkey's got to be the worst. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> no, he'd be the best. What are you talking about? I'd always play as Donkey. But yeah, there's a character <laughs> named Anthrax, huh? which uh, oddly, I, I thought that that was quite peculiar that they would have a character named Anthrax. Anthrax. It came. The game came out in two thousand five. Whoa. Okay. So that's that's like seems like pretty, it's pretty soon. Yeah. It's like twelve years ago, bro. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I got married in two thousand. Oh shit! I'm not married anymore. There is a Mexican gang called the Los Antrax. I love Ooh. them. Tracks. They have the sweetest rhymes. It sounds like a like a ice cream flavor. I'll have the ant tracks. <laughs> Has raisins and whatnot Ants. in it. <laughs> pretzels. Uh, do you, did you guys mm. and pretzels butter? Go- that we need good. to like go somewhere with this. Was that? Feel- uh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretzels. What's your mix-ins for? Uh, what's that place? Uh, Cold Stone. Cold Stone. Stone Cold. What I call it. <laughs> Stone Cold Creamery. Yeah. God, I, I want to get it's a been waffle so cone. long since I've been there. Three mix-ins. Oh God. Um, Reese's peanut butter cups. What? Mm. Delicious. Mm-hmm. Oreos. Mm-hmm. And Heath Bar. Okay. I would say Reese's. I I like pretzels in it. If there's like chocolate. So yeah. But I discovered a couple of years ago, and it's so bizarre, but some places. How bizarre. How bizarre. I'm sorry. You Hobbazal. triggered something. Uh, I discovered that I, I like Fruity Pebbles. That's a mix-in? Yes. That's awesome. It's different, but it's like it gives it that little bit of fruity in Some it. Crunch, crunch, right? Yeah. yeah. I like sour cream donuts and Fruity Pebble ice cream. <laughs> Your mix-ins for Cold Stone Creamery or any ice cream place. I'm a big proponent for vanilla ice cream with like mm-hmm. toppings. So I like okay. caramel, warm caramel Ugh. with like uh, maybe like walnuts. Ooh, okay. It's very sophisticated. It is. I'm a sophisticated mama. Chunks <laughs> of banana. I like um, I like toppings. I'm okay, a, like when it comes to pizza, I'm like throw the garbage on there. <laughs> yeah, I'll eat it. <laughs> Oreos, Kit Kat. I've never had Kit Kat. Kit Kat's awesome. Cream. And Twix. Oh, oh, nice. oh my god. Can I suck your dick? Mixins. <laughs> no. okay. Wow, for that? You would for the toppings. Oh my god. You're the best. You're the rock star of Beer City Media. Oh, that's me. <laughs> I could talk and suck. Anything else? Josh, sorry, I didn't mean to derail your segment there. Yeah, yeah, a few things. Uh there was <laughs> my actually buzz kicked in hardcore there, sorry. And this again is is nuts. <laughs> kind of like the ice cream. <laughs> the unloading of my nuts. There is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> my there, thumb is black. There was a film called Anthrax released in 2001. Mm. September 29, 2001. 
It was a Canadian horror flick. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, that's, uh, well, yeah. Think that's about that. It's rated A. <laughs> I mean, the fact rated that- A for A. Get your ass to the gas station and pick up a cold Molson, eh? Yeah. <laughs> the fact that it was so close. Don't hit a moose, eh? Watch out for them. Moose. They're Canadian mounted police dressed up like mooses. The Monties. The moose eye. They better have some syrup on them, eh? Yeah. Uh, there was another film in 2009 called Anthrax War. It was, it, that's more of a, it's a documentary. Okay. Uh, but my favorite inclusion of Anthrax is from Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Oh, oh my! I think we just killed Ryan. <laughs> I love that movie. The fictional fortress called Castle Anthrax, where. Uh, all the girls are. Yep, all these uh, oh. young virgin women. As are a little there. boy, I wondered why I was getting like so much blood <laughs> to his nipples, raising <laughs> to my nipples and my wee wee DDN. It's like the best DDN. It's like the best like sequence too in a movie because it's super funny, but at the same time you're like, stay there. As an as a teenager, you're like, I'd stay. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Like, would. I love when the dude comes to take him. He's like these. Harlots, get back thee. And he's just like, but I feel bad. I need to get better. Like, they're helping me. And there's like these girls are just like, now it's time for you're the a great. Boob, you're the in boob. great peril. <laughs> it's time for the boob washing. Like, it's just like the silliest scene ever. <laughs> that, it, no, it was the oral sex. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. That's important. So, so yeah. Uh, if you've never seen it, well, what the hell are you doing? You need to see Monty Python, April. Is that Optimus Prime blowing a load? No. Josh, pull the Thunderbird over. You are... You just had some cider and vodka, didn't you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Time for a verdict. In one corner, four podcasters that you trust more than your life. We're all looking at each other. We're high-fiving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Self high five. We're the best. <laughs> In the other corner, got a bunch of government employees. I don't know. And Scott Ian's there for some reason. Yeah, he's just like, what the? <laughs> Yo, what the fuck am I doing here, bro? You guys like spring rain and oranges? The judge wants to know who sent the letters. Josh. Who sent him? Who did this diabolical 2001 conspiracy? Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, it's, it's it's hard because... Yeah, it is. It, I'm just going to say when we do the 9-11 episode, that episode I'm kind of dreading uh, because it, there's going to be a lot of thought that has to go into it. I thought it'd be uplifting. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Oh god! <laughs> I almost cackle laughed into this voice. <laughs> uh, Spit take. So just, <laughs> I thought it would be uplifting. That's gonna be the darkest episode we ever do. <laughs> oh, Unless oh we do Sandy Hook. Oh. God, I have trouble with the school shooting ones because the conspiracies. Uh, okay, Josh, go. <laughs> Anyways, uh, 
I guess I really can't say. I feel like whoever was behind. You have to. You have to. You can't do that shit. That's, uh, you're on the wrong podcast. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Middle okay. ground. Okay. I think that. Who, was it the government? I don't believe it was the government that was behind Anthrax. Same guy who believes that but, Wolfman oh Jack is sh- in the woods. Sh- I think it was somebody. I that, believe in leprechauns. I think it was someone that was trying to capitalize on what happened on 9 11 and to scare America even more. Uh, because obviously we were a very fragile nation after that, and fragile. someone someone felt like we could. We we uh, it's it's hard to say that, but yes, I think it was somebody just trying to capitalize on nine eleven. But it was not the government. Maybe it was terrorists. You know, I'm gonna go with that. It's terrorists. Terrorists from Josh. April. I'm going to go with government on this one because I think fear is like the ultimate motivator to get things done and to have things work in their favor. It's very manipulative, and I think that's totally something that the government is capable of. Capable of. Boy, there we go. There's a song clip. Mm. Yep. Thank you. Not a problem. I'm here to serve. (laughs) She is, ladies and gentlemen. Larry. I believe as a male prostitute, it was a little odd they made a contingency plan to deliver antidotes so few days after this all hit. Mm-hmm. Seems a little fishy to me. I believe the government did it. The government did it. That's Ryan's that's Ryan's case. I think mm-hmm. it was the government. I think if you've given if you've given your time to listen to every episode of this show, after MK Ultra, after Operation Northwoods, we after very rarely, I'm I know we do. This is a this is a penultimate episode of this show. If 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 you've been following us, it's a big deal, and I honestly think it was the government. So that just makes things easier on your Monday morning, mm-hmm. Monday day. How's your day going, everybody? Guess what? The government's going to fuck you. Watch out. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't, just, don't just bend over. Just ask a question real quick. Say, wait a minute. You all for my best interest, government. Butt sex. In the anus. I'm just saying. It's sad. Because it, even if it's Josh's theory... It's still sad. Yeah. Because we never caught him. Exactly. Mm -hmm. We never caught him. Just like uh, Hoffa, when we did the Hoffa episode, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we have nobody to place any blame on, and the people that were blamed killed themselves. And the people that got anthrax letters were people that were not into the Patriot Act. So it's And it's not even them who got it. It was their Mm -hmm. secretaries. Exactly. It was the the so-called, rich people would say this, peons. Mm Mm-hmm. You mean okay. the people that do all the work for the yeah exactly the people okay. that lay, basically wipe their asses with baby wipes and then clog our sewer systems anyway okay what let's the get fuck quizzical was that? <laughs> let's get quizzical quizzical I wanna get quizzical let's get into quizzical 
right, you group of shitheads. Jeez, so nice. <laughs> We're going to do a quiz in the 2000s. Since oh, we're that, we're yeah. That, I knew that Ryan would love this. <laughs> Question number one. What kind of footwear became a fashion trend in the 2000s? Ryan. Ryan. Doc Martens. That is incorrect. Don't shed any crocodile tears Josh. over that oh, one. Josh. Crocs. That is correct. They originally designed to be a spa shoe, but became the white trash national footwear. <laughs> Can I just interject that Josh wore Crocs when I first met him? Look, look they were in style. They were. Blame. I never that was in 2013 him. when I met Oh, him. well then, no. So. They were comfortable. <laughs> there has been a decline in the popularity of this sitcom. However, in the popularity of the sitcom genre, however, a few became huge hits. Of the following, which of these shows has a hit during the 2000s? A, Big Bang Theory, B, Friends, C, Allie McMeal, D, Home Improvement. Josh. Josh. Home Improvement. That is incorrect. Oh, shit. Ryan. Ryan. Friends. That is incorrect. Those were both 90s shows. Yeah. Yeah, that's... So it did Big Bang? That is correct. Debuted in 2007, and it's a piece of shit. Question number three. (laughs) Which female was awarded the title of top radio songs artist of the 2000s, the decade by Billboard magazine in 2009? You want a multiple choice, everybody? Yeah. A Lady Gaga. B. Beyonce, C. Madonna, D. Paula Abdul, Josh. April, Josh B. That is correct. Josh two, two. Ryan one. No, Ryan, Ryan, Ryan zero. zero. Ryan zero one. April one for April. Question number four. Thank you for the point, though. In your mind, in your heart. <laughs> what natural Nestled. disaster occurred on the twenty sixth of December two thousand four, killing thousands of people? April. April. Hurricane Katrina? Damn it. That is incorrect. That was like 2009, I think. Yeah, yeah. No, wait. 2008. Something like that. I don't know. Yeah. Natural disaster. Natural disaster. That killed thousands. Day after Christmas. A cyclone. B earthquake. C volcano. It was uh, earthquake, wasn't it? That is correct, Josh. Three. And uh, it was some foreign country. I can't remember. Yeah, it wasn't America, so it doesn't count. Question number five, <laughs> worth four points. In the 2000s, which nation became the first to recognize same sex marriage? Ryan. Ryan. Norway. That is correct. Wow. Very Ryan nice. Knows his gaze. Yes, he does. I, I know my gaze. <laughs> nice. What up, boys and girls? Doesn't matter if you're female. You could be all kinds of genders. You can be scissoring or sword fighting. Ryan knows right. it. That's right. That's right. I've questioned myself a few times. <laughs> so anyway, Josh, where are you when you're not here? 
Oddly enough, after that comment, Stiff Joystick Podcast. You can find that on Facebook, Twitter, and Podbean. Suck it. Suck it. Uh, yeah, if you like listening to mostly just poop stories um, and also wrestling history, come join us at the Potty Woo! Slam Podcast. We are on Facebook and Twitter and Potomatic. Great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, you probably catch me with anthrax because I'd be eating horse ass. And that's apparently a way to get anthrax. <laughs> but other than that, catch me on the Evis, EvisPodcast.net if you love baseball history. Great show. I like it because it's on my network. And that is a network that I trust. By the way, if you want to check us out on Podomatic, we're there. Facebook, we're there. WDF, DFDF, we're there too. Um, <laughs> we're also on Twitter at Conspiracy T Show. When we drop an episode, I post it every week so that you get the details on the episode and you can find it. Also, we're on Instagram. We're, we're having a good time out there. We just went above 100 people that are following wow. does that make us famous no it doesn't Damn do anything we just went above 200 yeah, in the I, facebook likes i think um we, yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we've got good facebook yeah. likes happening and Rate i want to say you on itunes and spread the word spread it spread it up spread, spread it like, them but spread it like peanut butter also, rate and review on iTunes. That really helps us. We really appreciate it because I think that's where we're generating a lot of listeners. We have a great listening audience. You guys have been awesome. But I really want to stress that if you have a story, you have a question or anything, please hit us up at our Gmail account at conspiracytherapyshow at gmail.com. Send us a message. Tell us, tell us about a time that maybe you were scared that a salt packet might have been anthrax or maybe you went to your desk and there was like a bunch of white powder there but maybe it was your buddy who's trying to do coke and he just decided he was going to leave it on your desk coach chris asshole stuff yes chris dave hey what's up buddy hey guys uh later this week this weekend if you are local or live in the midwest area midwest grand rapids comic-con is this weekend and from the 20th to the 22nd, tw- Friday, Saturday, Sunday, uh, we will be there. We will be wearing our consp- cons- cons- You're fine. You're Con- fine. You're fine. It's still recording on there. So you're oh, fine. edit point. We will be wearing our conspiracy therapy t-shirts. <laughs> That's a mess. <laughs> no one's gonna know what you're. T- Just keep we going. will be wearing our conspiracy therapy T-shirts that we posted pictures of online. It'll be easy to find us. You want to have a chat with us and uh, have a story? Well, hey, we'll get it recorded. Maybe it'll be on an episode. Would not you know mind. What? Well, you oh, go, go ahead, ahead, April. Oh, I was just gonna say. I'm sure there will be a lot of people at the Grand Rapids Comic Con, and you know what? If you can't find us in the shirts, just listen for the burps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just I, get your burp tracker out, open I, the ears, <laughs> listen for a burp, follow the sound. It's like Marco Polo. That's where we'll be. I just picture us at the Comic Con, all like, <laughs> and hey, if you plan on going, and maybe you just want to shoot us a message and say, hey. Dudes, I'm going to be there. I'd love to do a s- s- segment for the show. Then, you know, maybe we can just rendezvous somewhere there and a rendezvous. If we'll you think you in. can outburp us, find us mm, and we will record your book and play your burp and play it on air. I would love to shake your hand because I have a big jug of Purell with me. I want to say my buddy <laughs> I, si- I will sign boobs for free. 
My buddy Ryan, Ryan, uh, should I say that? Don't, don't, no, no, no. Don't say his last name. R- other Ryan. Tall Ryan. ZZ Zambibi. No, I have a friend who is a big fan of this show, and he has a conspiracy based on the information he heard on this show. Really? We broke a conspiracy? Yeah, he literally thinks he has a conspiracy based on what we talked about, which I'm excited to bring up in the future. But yes, we have a listener who thinks they might have figured it out. So, Comic Con, grcomiccon.com for tickets. Yes. And also, if you guys want to take a look at our Instagram, we just posted a very choice picture of t-shirts. Now, that's something that we could actually use to our benefit. Now, we've always talked about the fact that we don't have the most up-to-date equipment. We've had this our backup recorder cut out like six times this recording. Literally, yes. Um, maybe if we get set up like a decent price point, you guys would be happy to donate, but also get a shirt and maybe some business cards that you could pass out to your friends. And maybe it's something that like we could use each other to benefit from. (laughs) I'm just saying we do have t-shirts. They look great. And if you would like them, please check out our Instagram. Also check out our Facebook where both of them have pictures and, um, recommend to a friend and check it out. And, Yes, we will come around with that. We just really want to see what you guys think. So, yep. anybody have anything they want to add before that we close this out for the week? I bought a dildo. Oh, okay, Thank Josh. you. Good. All right, we'll see you next week on another episode of Conspiracy Therapy. Have a great week. There's anthrax in the envelope. I opened in my dream. The sky is red and little kids are running, screaming in the street. I to run and save them But I had molasses pee I keep having nightmares And I'm scared to go to sleep If you fall in I'll jump down And touch your face While we're both sinking, stinking Thinking we won't drown You are my friend And what we're Doing's too important for our lives to end quite yet. In Montreal, I got so mad. Someone broke into the van, stole my guitar and Aaron's bag. Then we turned on CNN, watched the towers fall again, and realized that our lives are so bad. This has been a presentation of Beer City Media.